podcast of Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Eshen, the General Overseer of Spirit Life Revival Ministries and the Executive Pastor at the Oracle's Place, the ministry's headquartered branch in Accra, Ghana. A message centered on faith, the prophetic, wisdom, the anointing, and the supernatural. Stay with us because there is a word arranged and aligned by God for you in today's podcast. Now, today's message. I want to talk to you tonight on the subtitle um, Seven Realms of Prophetic Fulfillment. Seven Realms of Prophetic Fulfillment. I want to look at two scriptures. Let us go. Uh, okay. Second Kings chapter 7. Verse 1 and 2. Second Kings chapter 7. Verse 1 and 2. Then Elijah said. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of belly for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, my destiny be, and he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. I want to talk on the subject, it rhymes of prophetic fulfillment. Did I say seven? I said seven. Let me make it eight. Eight rhymes of prophetic fulfillment. Now you understand before Second Kings chapter 7 and verse 1 there was a situation in Second Kings chapter 6 where there was famine on the land. The famine was so intense. The famine was so bad that a woman had to even kill the son. Every time you encounter the prophet or the prophetic, is an opportunity to walk in the mind of God. When you encounter the prophetic, you have access into that which humanity cannot see, but is accessible to divinity. When you encounter the prophet, you encounter a man or woman who has had the divine privilege of sitting in council with God, sitting in meetings with God to understand the power of time and season. When you encounter the prophet of God, you encounter a man who has the power and the ability to see beyond today and enter tomorrow and pull the blessings and the glory of tomorrow into the present. That's why there is no one who will encounter or who must encounter a prophet and stay the same. The way you embrace the prophet you encounter determine the dimension of blessing and of miracles you walk into. Am I talking to someone? So the Bible makes us to understand that immediately the woman was done sacrificing the son, the prophet appeared. You search through the pages of the scriptures and you see someone like Saul. Saul was looking for donkeys because the donkeys were missing and he was trying to carry out that assignment with the energy of the flesh. Those were the days where technology was not developed and the Bible said when they moved from one place to the other they were so tired until they came to a point where Saul said let us return. Every time you are trying to pursue something and you cannot find it 
most of the time you feel like giving up it was at that time when Saul thought of giving up that the servant with him said to him if we have an opportunity to be in close proximity with the prophet of God if we have the opportunity and the privilege to stay under the covering of the prophet that which naturally we have not been able to receive but that contact with the prophetic will be able to receive so let us go and look out for the prophet in the operation of the prophet Prophets don't look out for people. People look out for prophets. Am I talking to somebody? So he said, let us stop everything we are doing and let us look for the prophet. Looking for the prophet is a sign of demand. The glory of the prophetic is released by the demand you place on the prophet. Now if you give me a bottle of water, if you can't do that, if you give me a bottle of water, just the appearance of water will not quench your test. Don't just give me a bottle of water. Give me a bottle of water. Now, if you give me a bottle of water, just the appearance of water will not quench your test. So I have water here and someone is thirsty and want water to drink. Now, water can be available and you will still be thirsty. It is your ability to remove the lid and also to pour the water is what will quench your test. So having a prophet around is not a sure sign you receive the word of God or you receive your deliverance. It is the demand you place on the prophet. That's why many people have been around prophet and they have not profited because they don't learn how to place demand. When a prophet, you become familiar with the prophetic, it closes the glory of the prophetic towards you. That's why you can be in church for years and you will not receive a prophetic word because you might have come to a realm where you have become so familiar to the prophetic. Am I talking to you? So in realms of prophetic fulfillment. And so when they met the prophet, the prophet said to him, the donkeys that were missing three days ago. Prophet deals with issues. They deals with continent. They deals with people. They deal with organization. They deal with nations. They deal with thrones. They deal with all manner of, of things. So he said the donkeys that were missing three days ago. The prophetic is very specific in its operation. The donkeys that were missing three days ago, they have been found. Not they are about to be found, they have been found. So, so that means that if you were a prophetic person like Saul and you received this word, even though you don't have any physical evidence that the donkeys have been found, you cease searching for donkeys. You did not get me. Now, Saul received the word that the donkeys he was looking for have been found. That means at that material moment, you don't go out seeking for donkeys again. You shift your focus. But you see, many people receive prophetic word and whatever they were looking for before they receive the word, they keep on behaving as if it has not been found. So when God says, you were a millionaire, even though you have not seen the manifestation, stop acting like a poor person. And um, Saul now, now got to know that he wasn't supposed to look for missing donkeys, but rather he was supposed to be the missing king. The prophetic released divine purpose. Without the prophetic, Saul would have moved around and would have been treated like, 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 like somebody who wasn't going anywhere. But by the time one prophetic word was released, 
His destiny came into divine alignment. I prophesy on the someone's life that your life, your business, your marriage, your relationship, your finances, your work with God is coming into alignment with God. It's coming into alignment with God. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? You see, intellectual wisdom cannot handle the glory of the prophetic. It cannot. And so Saul had a great release by the, by, by the prophet. By the time he got home, he found out that, that um, the missing donkeys were truly found. And Saul himself was battling with the word he had received that he was going to become the first king of Israel. And, and, uh, and uh, you know that... Um, um, to be a king, there was supposed to be a throne, but in that time in Israel, there was no leadership structure that was uh, erected for anybody to occupy. And that means that when the prophetic comes, that which never existed is produced into existence by the prophetic. So when the prophetic says that you are going to be pregnant and you have been married for seven years without the child and they have told you low sperm count or womb or no womb, it means that at that material movement, whatever that fought against your ability to conceive, the prophetic get it done. And I see some repair going on by virtue of the glory of the prophetic in the mighty name of Jesus. Am I talking to somebody? So you go through scriptures and you see things like that. Now on this particular scripture that we read, the Bible says that uh, the prophet of God um, entered into a city at a very important time. And I believe that God was sent to that city to bring them out of famine. I'm sure that tonight God might have brought me into your life or into contact with you to bring you out of a certain kind of famine your generation might have gone through, your family might have gone through, or you yourself, you are going through. But the fact that God has sent me to you doesn't mean you will understand or you will know that, that God has sent me to you. You need to be spiritually sensitive to be able to discern that I am the one that God has sent into your life. So Elisha came and said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. A genuine prophet declares the counsel of God, not his personal counsel. He doesn't speak for enticement. He doesn't speak for entertainment. He doesn't speak out of pleasure. Neither does he speak out of pressure. That means when a genuine prophet of God is speaking, he's not speaking because he is under pressure. And he's not speaking because he wants to be, to be recognized. He's speaking because the word of God that is on his lips, he has received commission to declare that word. So Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. You need to learn how to differentiate between the word of the Lord and the word of the prophet. You need to learn how to differentiate between the word of the Lord and the word of your flesh. You need to know how to differentiate between the word of the Lord and the word of your situation. The word of your situation will project what you are going through. The word of your situation will project what you cannot do. But the word of the Lord carries within the ability of God that can make you start doing that which naturally you could not do. He said my word that has been declared out of my lips. It's not mandated to return void unto me until it has accomplished the purpose for which I send it. And I see a word from God. Accomplishing the purpose for which it was sent forth. Hear ye the word the law of the Lord. Then he switched to say thus saith the Lord. So even though I am the one speaking the words I'm speaking is the words of God. I don't know if I can show you. I'll sort of come right now. Osobu come right now. I, I, I want you to go and tell Osobu Abraham to give me money now. Go and tell him to give me money now. So I am, I am acting in the place of God 
and I have called a man and I have put my words into his mouth. Now what it means is that the word on my lips is as powerful as the words on his lips. So whether God speaks the word or he speaks the word, the word is powerful. When God sends a man, the man had received the word from God to declare the word of God. And you have the same result God would have had if God was here and somebody had received the word. That is not the word from man. It is the word from God. And that when God said, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, God said, let there be light. And there was light. The word of God created that which you are looking for. And I see that word concerned that situation. Created what you are looking for. So, I sent him. He had come with the money. Somebody that way God spoke through the man of God is coming with fulfillment. I said it's coming with fulfillment in the name of Jesus. Can I talk to you a little? Ah, mm. uh, he said tomorrow about this time. <laughs> hey, tomorrow about this time. You know, it, it makes me it makes me remember when the medical doctor said, a man of God, medically speaking, you can never make a woman pregnant. Uh, medically speaking, you can never make a woman pregnant. Not spiritually speaking, not prophetically speaking. There is something you have heard, but there is what God has said. What God has said is stronger than what you have heard. They say you cannot do it, but God says you can do all things. He said you are the head and not the tail. He said let the weak say I am strong. He said let the poor say I am rich. God's word is stronger than your feelings. It's stronger than your emotional display. And, and I remember the day I was going to get married and as I was sitting there, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was thinking about when would the ceremony would be over. Suddenly I heard the word of God. If you will believe me, if you will believe me, a man to your first anniversary, I will give you a baby girl. When God spoke that word, he gave me a time limit. If I receive the word, there is a time for it to come to pass. If you are carrying an expired prophetic word, I stand in my place as a prophet and I declare that let that word come to pass in the name of Jesus. You should have become a millionaire at the age of 25. You are 42. You are still not a millionaire. I now declare right now in the name of Jesus that let it be so in the name of Jesus. Take your seat, please. Tomorrow, about this time, Someone here you are crying. Tomorrow about this time. Someone here you don't have a job. Tomorrow about this time. Someone here you have become a, 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 a mocking display. A walking, a walking contradiction to the prophecy you have received. Tomorrow about this time. Someone here, they have told you you are sick and you will die by that sickness. Tomorrow about this time. Someone here, all your men seem they are broken through and you keep on asking question tomorrow about this time someone here you keep crying even though you smile in the midst of people tomorrow about this time something is about to happen something is about to take place it will turn things all around you tomorrow about this time I remember when I used to go for meetings and I used to ask myself oh God when when will I prophesy tomorrow about this time I remember how I used to walk and ask God when will I have my own car tomorrow about this time I used to remember when men used to mock at me and I never had friends and today I see I have more fun tomorrow about this time God is about to do something in the life of somebody tomorrow about this time tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shaker a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel. And two measures of belly for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Everything has a gate. I open the gate to glory for you tonight. Marriage is a gate. I open the gate now. Everything you are looking for is at the gate. I release the gate now. Verse 72. Verse, verse 2, sorry. 
Second Kings 72. Then a Lord. Not everybody is excited for the declaration of the Lord. Some people think that you should be where you are forever. Some people think that you need to be sick so that they will take care of you. Some people think that you need to die so that they can now be able to produce casket. And not everybody is happy. The medical doctor is not excited that people are not falling sick. The lawyer is not excited that people are not committing crime. But one of these days you disappoint them. I say you disappoint them. I thought in the midst of farming, even if they are lying to us and they say tomorrow about this time, let's just exercise patience and see tomorrow what will happen. <laughs> Not everybody is happy. Not everybody is happy that you are alive. Somebody wish you are dead and gone. Not everybody wish you are happy. Somebody wish that that issue should have taken you to sell. Nobody, not everybody think you are happy. Well, not everybody want to see you happy. You remember, there was a prophetic word I gave during the program. And there was a young man here and I was talking about how um, the father died and all of, the, all of that. Do you know, you know, do you know, I don't go into a lot of issues, but, but let me tell you something. I mean, there was huge sum of money. Huge sum of money. And the person thought the money was too much. So he wanted to kill the man. And he killed the man. You sit down. Someone want to kill you and take your husband. Someone want to kill you and take your position. Someone want to kill you. You tell yourself, who am I? I don't have anything. Somebody wants you. Now, he killed the man. He wasn't okay. He wanted to kill anybody who come and look for the money. It will not be a portion in the name of Jesus. I said to not be your portion in the name of Jesus. I said to not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Oh, be person. Somebody want to kill you. Not everybody is happy. Some of you, the person who has employed you, wish you'll be an employee forever. So he said he will entice you with salary so you will not become an employer. Because immediately you become an employer, you stop being an employee. So you keep on giving salary. So this man, they will increase your pay. <laughs> it is bribe they are giving you to forget your dream. <laughs> you better reject that bribe and go and live your dream. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Am I talking to somebody tonight? Um, then the Lord on whom son the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, my destiny be. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. Now, now, there is nothing wrong with you questioning a man of God. But the way and manner you go about your questioning is what makes it uh, I'm, I'm not right. Am I talking to you? Uh, um, you don't need to agree with me on, on everything that I say, but the way you go about with your disagreement is where, where the problem is. Now, now, this man was a man of authority. That means that one word from this man can make many people lose their faith, even in the word of God. And so Elisha now gave a word that will remove him so that the word will come to pass. Anything that is standing between you and the fulfillment of your divine destiny, tonight I see God is removing it. As I see God is removing it. I see God is removing it. Whatever that is standing between you and the fulfillment of your dream, tonight I see God is removing it. I said, I see God is removing it. I said, I see God is removing it. Whatever that is standing between you and your glorious marriage, I see God is removing it. Brother, listen to me. The woman you are, you are supposed to marry, she is not a, a spirit. The woman you are supposed to marry, she is not one year. The woman is alive. Yagani, yagani. Fili, fili. Kowa, tikowa. But somebody is blocking it. Something is blocking it. Tonight I say, anything that is blocking you from getting into that glorious marriage, I see God is removing it. The money you need for that project, the money is there. Something is holding that money. Tonight I see it has been removed now. It has been removed now. Elijah prophesied. 
But Elijah said, prophesying is not enough. Someone is standing between fulfillment. Something is being removed. They say something is being removed. I, 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 I was in Tamale many, many years ago. And I saw this beautiful girl. When I say beautiful, I know what I'm talking about. Tell someone beautiful. Tell someone beautiful. Beautiful girl. She was about 30 something years old. And there were 10 sisters. She was the last born. And she wasn't married. And none of the 10 or so sisters was married. And she said, the grandmother said, until she died, nobody will marry. I said, are you sure your grandmother said that? He said, man of God, I can play the video recording. And she played the video recording. And grandmother said, until I die, nobody will marry. So I said to her, listen to me. Tomorrow you are coming to church. You are coming wearing white, white. Because by the time you get to church, your grandmother would have died. 93-year-old lady, what are you waiting for? Die and let marry. Oh my God. The next day, like joke, like joke, like joke, she came to church wearing white one. What was the problem? Grandmama was there. In less than three months, she was married to the glory of God. I prophesy to somebody, your own might not be a grandmama, your own might be somebody somewhere. He said, as long as I am here, you will not get it. The Lord sent me here to prophesy to you, that person is removed. That person is removed. That person is removed. That person is removed. Yeah. God does not desire in the death of the unrighteous. It is scripture. That is true. That is true. But we are not saying anybody should die. Oh, we are saying anybody standing between us and the fulfillment give way. So if they will give way by dying, thank God. If they give way by resigning, thank God. If they will give way by releasing us, thank God. How they will give way there, we don't know. But definitely they will give way. Do you know that whatever God has promised you belongs to somebody? <laughs> Huh? That dream that God gave you, someone is already living the dream. <laughs> Do you think that when it comes to social media, it was the owner of Facebook who started? Somebody had the dream. I remember those days when we used to we used to go to the cafe and we used to do Yahoo chat. I don't know whether you remember Yahoo chat. We used to do we used to do it, but somebody was cleared so that Facebook can come. Your business is coming because somebody has been cleared. I said your business is coming. Somebody. The, the land God promised the people of uh, Israel that you give to them belong to some people. I said belong to what? Belong to some people. Most of you, your wives were other people's ex-girlfriends. <laughs> your husband was somebody's ex-girlfriend. But, but you see, the person was comfortable with girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, but you wanted money, so God cleared them. <laughs> I said, you wanted what? Well, marriage. They wanted girlfriend, boyfriend. God cleared them. Uh, someone will clear someone. See, somebody need the money you need. Not for the sake of helping humanity, but just to show all. But you need it for some serious things. So God will clear them so you receive the contract. I say God will clear them. I need some money to take care of the poor. Last year, there were some two strange people Bernard F. Bernard Scholarship Foundation. You know, I've slowed down in my scholarship scheme. Two people we give them scholarship to. He was the one who was on, on the, a water platform when they put their, 
their results slaves there. What was it? A, A in change. The two of them intelligent. A in change. But they did not have money. Beauty without money is no good. Being handsome without money is no good. Speaking good English without money is no good. Being so nice without money. You preach good, you don't have money. It's no good. God will give you money. I said God will give you money. I said God will give you money. You are big dream. But money dream is small. So me, I need some money. So God should clear and give me th that contract. Because me, I'm not thinking about myself. I'm thinking about people. Somebody want to shudder. Somebody want to buy a jet. Somebody want to buy. But me, I want to help people. So God, give me money. My, my, my case is urgent. My case is very, 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 very urgent. And put them there. No, so what you saw it? He said, ah. Come and see my pastor. He will give you scholarship. We took them to school. Eh? They brought their results slip for first semester, second semester. Come and see. A in chain. They were about to be wasted. But because I had just more money, I took them to university. Just more money. Master, you need that money for a good purpose. I can't hear you amen at all. I say you need that. See, somebody need that money for their girlfriend, but you need for house friend. Somebody, somebody needs the money to, to, to just, just travel and, uh, and uh, just go and relax uh, and uh, speak rough, rough, rough. But you need for some serious project. Tonight, I declare in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus, money is coming for that project. Money is coming for that project. Money is coming for that project. You receive the contract. I said you receive the contract. Also, for love, you are not married. Let me prophesy to you with my eyes. You win that political position. Because when you get there, you exalt the name of God. When you get there, you will release your Bible. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus. It is done in Jesus' name. Every time you get good contract, it's $100,000. $200,000. But I see $25 million contract is coming. $45 million contract is coming. I see $100 million is coming. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Somebody, somebody became pregnant, decided to cause abortion because he did not need a baby. But if you become pregnant, you will make sure the baby is born. I declare tonight in the name of Jesus, that womb is open. That womb is open. That womb is open. The month of August will not come to an end. The way you walk will change. Sit down, sit down, sit down, let me. Sit down, let me close. Sit down. Let me let me let me let me close. So now, what are the eight realms? Number one, the realm of the source. Every time you receive a prophetic word, don't be so carried away by the details and the spectacular nature of the prophetic word if you have not checked the source. The authenticity of a prophetic word is not determined by how accurate or detailed it is, but it's determined by the source. So if that word is not from God, then God will not fulfill that word. So Elijah said, this is what the Lord is saying. That means this is not my word. The realm of the source. So eight realms of prophetic fulfillment. Number two, I don't have time because number two is the realm of prophetic revelation. Every prophetic word comes as a revelation. Revelation most of the time don't look like your reality. And because revelation does not look at your reality, 
if you are not spiritually smart and sensitive, you might find the revelation, but it doesn't look like, because it doesn't look like a reality. So when Elijah was saying, tomorrow by this time, a measure of fine flour, the word that was declared did not look like the prevailing situation. So the minister of agriculture said, how can this thing happen? When God gives a word, don't look at where you are. Look at the word of God. Don't look at what you are going through. Look at the word of God. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? When you receive a word, don't look at what you are. Look at the word. Don't look at where you are going. I mean, I, I ministered somewhere after a couple had married for over 18 years without having a child and a woman was old, already 48 years old and they have told her she had menopause and um, they were good people and um, every time, every time I, I go to the house, they give me money. Those days I needed money. Everything. So even when I don't have anything, I just pass by. What do you think? I mean, when your house is good, everybody will be coming there. So I'll pass by. When they call me, I pick it. Then I went there, we talked, we spoke, we spoke, and I was leaving. Whilst I was leaving, the end of the Lord tapped me and said, tell them, by December, she'll be pregnant. And I turned and I said, God says by December, you'll be pregnant. <laughs> the woman started crying and said, after 18 years of marriage, travel all around believing God to be pregnant. Why would God wait? And I said, that one, when you meet God, you ask him because me, I don't know. Me, I was told to tell you something. Why you come to ask me a question? <laughs> Why would God wait to this time? Uh, okay, so I love this thing. Me, I'm a prophet. Prophet don't negotiate what God has said. They just declare and they forget it. So, what uh, if I tell Pastor Nelson to tell some mommy Lydia that I will give her a thousand Ghana cities tomorrow? You see, you see, uh, she doesn't, she, Pastor Nelson doesn't need to watch whether I'll give it because I send him. So, his responsibility is declare the word and leave the rest. So me, I declared it like that. Like joke, like joke. She fell sick in December. And they have to carry malaria, do all kinds of things. There was nothing. So their family medical doctor out of frustration decided to do pregnancy tests. Guess what? She was already pregnant. Later on, when they check when she conceived, it was discovered that even at that time when I was declaring the word of God, she was already pregnant. <laughs> this man, man, give me a wave, this man. We're having a meeting and madness of it. And I said, Sofo, your wife is pregnant. Do you know what he said? I refuse it. It will not happen. And the angel of the Lord said to me, tell him because he has refused it. The wife is already pregnant. Tomorrow she go and check. I said, God said, because you have refused it, your wife is already pregnant. The next day, he went to check and he was shocked. Angie, give me a wave. Have you seen the lady wave? Oh, wave me. One day, I was standing here and Angie came to me and said, Papa, you really have to pray for my family. I say, why? He said, oh, I lost my grandfather. Was it grandfather first? I've lost my grandmother. And my grandfather is sick. And I said, then get ready. Your grandfather is about to die. Because I've already seen that he was dead. He said, well, can I say, well, even by, by the time you get home, your grandfather will be dead. You would have taken that one. By the time you get home, she left the service. By the time she got home, the grandfather was already gone. Because prophets see and they declare. Now, that revelation, eh, the revelation of death, 
has the power for you to see death itself. And when I give maybe, she, will it come back? Will it come back? But when she goes home and she saw death, she saw that death as a word and death in death is death. <laughs> when I say your wife will be pregnant, he had words. But when it was confirmed, he saw baby. Revelation comes as a revelation. As a revelation. Don't toy with that revelation. Don't talk with that still small voice. It has the power to connect to a multi-million dollar business. Don't toy with it. Don't joke. Don't play with it. Be sensitive. That word comes as a revelation. Don't joke with it. Tell some don't joke with it. Tell next person don't joke with it. Yeah. Very powerful. Number three, the realm of opposition. Every genuine prophetic word you receive will go through seasons of opposition. God said to Abraham, I'm going to make you father of all nations. Abraham was already a contradiction to prophecy. I will make you father of all nations. Even one child, he did not have one picking. God says, I'm going to make you great. Get ready for opposition. If you are not very careful, you will leave the world because of what you are going through. That's why you have to learn the technicalities of prayer. Paul talking to brother Timothy said, brother T, you have received a lot of prophecy. Learn how to wage good warfare with the word because the enemy will always frustrate you. Bible said Daniel prayed. The same time Daniel prayed, the answer was released. But the king of Persia decided to hinder it. Opposition. You go through human opposition. Spiritual opposition. Things that will let you think that the word is already dead. Number one. Number four. The realm of time and season. Every prophetic word has a specific time for fulfillment. When the Lord says you are going to be pregnant. Get ready. It will go through time. You can't be pregnant when your wife is in America, you are in, you are in Israel. So time for the two of you to uh, meet and have a crusade. When the Lord said, I'm going to make you the president of Ghana in the next 12 years, it will take time. So that means 12 years is ahead. What kind of life will you be leading within the 12 years? Will you be smoking weed or sniffing cocaine? Hey. Hey. What kind of president will you be then? Because if you say your 12 years we are preparing for you to be president and you smoke weed and you are not very careful, you go mad. So we'll make you president of Mad People Association of Ghana. If you are not lucky and you move yesterday, you know, I don't like watching movies. But when I got home, they were shooting, so I was just watching. And um, I saw some people just came to visit someone. And the person was uh, a, a wanted person. So when the policeman got there and they arrested the person, all the visitors were arrested. One of them was supposed to travel. He had to forget it. He was arrested. Then I find out that if you receive a prophetic word and you are the wrong place, wrong place can cover your wrong glory. It will cover. That's why you need to be sensitive when you receive a word. Not everybody can be your friend after you have received a word. You can't go everywhere. They say president. You can't go everywhere. If the Lord said you are going to become a mighty man of God, stop visiting the mosque. Men of God are not made in the mosque. Because you are not very careful, the word will come, you become a mighty imam. I said, what was I talking about? What? Number one. The realm of time. Everything has its time. But you see, most people can't wait for the fulfillment and so they mess up before the time. 
Measure. God has given you a very powerful marriage. But you are here raping other people's daughter. So by the time the marriage will come, there will be curses following you. The lady you promised you will marry, you did not marry. Release one case, landed on your wife. Okay, so I'm closing. Number six, the realm of the place. Everything you are looking for is not everywhere, but it is somewhere. When you miss where what you are looking for is hidden, you miss your glory. You will not find your husband everywhere. You will find it somewhere. The place. So if God says, I am going to make you a well-celebrated lawyer, you don't go to medical school because that is not the place. That's not the place. Very, very important. So the, the, the prophet said, at the gate of Samaria, don't miss the gate of Samaria. Don't miss the gate of Samaria. So when you wake up the next morning, you don't go to the gate of Jerusalem. You come and wait at the gate of Samaria because that was where they said the abundance would be. Do you know the place where your prophetic word is? Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep. So if you launch out into the shallow, you won't get it. It was a specific place when the tax collectors came and they did not have money. He said, take a hook and go to the sea. If they have gone to the farm, they would have missed it. Master, there is somebody in a place where your prophetic word is connected. Until you get to the place, you won't get connected. Number what? Number seven, the realm of quality, of, of right and quality men. The realm of right and quality men. Years ago, I needed money to start my scholarship scheme. I was struggling 12 years ago. But somebody had money in essence. Somebody had money in essence. The money I was looking for was with somebody. But Bible said the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord and he turns it. When prophecy comes, he turns the heart of people. It makes your enemy become the sponsor of your life. It makes the guy who broke your heart sponsor your wedding. <laughs> the heart of the king. The realm of the people. Right and quality men. When I met that man, $40,000 and above, Exchange hands. Exchange hands 12 years ago. You see, it is not about your gift. The problem is that you have not the right, you have, you have not met the right people. And some of you, you have met the right people, but God has not touched your heart. But when a prophetic word comes, it touches the heart of people. I prophesy over your life. I see a prophetic word touching the heart of people to do what they must do. In the name of Jesus. This week, you were a carrier of prophecy. Your head will not reject prophecy. And because of that, you are going to encounter right people in the name of Jesus. You are going to encounter the right people in the name of Jesus. The last one, because of time. According to the clock. Is the clock correct? Yeah. Eh, but my own seems to. Your own is 27. Then how to revise all oh, my time. My time is always ahead. Because I want to be ahead. So, me, I'm around 8.50. Moving somewhere. 8.50. The last one. That's some of the last one. The realm of prophetic application. 
from the word you have received, the word will become useless if you don't do anything with the word. So, if you received a word that go into this business, it will become useless till you do it. That means as long as you have not gone into that business, the money you are supposed to receive in a, will never come. I met a man many years ago, more, more than 19 years, and the Lord said to me, he said, I, I told him, I see people, I see a car, I see refuse, I see people sweeping the street, collecting all this refuse, all, they're collecting them, they are collect- the Lord said, go and look for a company, and let people start sweeping all around. He did not do it. He said he did not have money. After Zoom Lion and other lions have already taken over that sector. He said, Man of God, the word you spoke. Miss of a cat call, a cat call, cat call, cat call, cat call, cat call, cat call, cat call. Application. I was ministering to a pastor. He had married for 15 or 12 years. I forgot him. And the wife, I've never been, been able to be pregnant. And the Lord said, your wife is going to be pregnant in three months. When she becomes pregnant, medical doctors will say it is ectopic. But please don't let them touch. Don't let, because if you let them touch, your wife will never be able to conceive. 15 or 12, I forgot it a long time ago. And he's a man of God application. Then in three months, as God said, the woman strangely became pregnant. And guess what? In the final, it was atopic. They rushed the lady to the theater. They finished whatever. That was when they called me. Man of God, the word came to pass. Uh, but, but, I said, do you remember what I told you? He said, I said, you are not serious. From today, when you see me passing here, pass there. That was the end of our friendship. More than 12 years after, add 12 years to 15 years, they don't have a child. As at now. The last time I was driving in time and I saw him, I said, That's how disobedience can do. That's how disobedience can do. Apply the word. I am here today because God said, move to Accra. Everybody know I don't like Accra. Yeah. But when I move, I like Accra. In fact, I love Accra. Because what I have seen in this city, eh, there is no city in the world that could have given me what God gave me in this city. Application. The law says, you are going to be pregnant. Madam. Masa. Uh, you need to organize your own greater works. Go and organize that crusade. In organizing the crusade, you have to know seasons where it will not rain. Are you getting me? Because in certain seasons, when we are doing a crusade and it rains, the souls cannot come. So the right season is very important to organize crusade. And you know, the frequency of your crusade also can increase. So when a word like this comes, you do crusade in the morning, crusade in the afternoon, crusade in the evening. You try, you try, you try. Because people don't know how to apply a word. I have gone to, oh my time, I have gone to Takrade. I was in a hotel room when the Lord told me a man of God will come and look for you. And I said, will come and look for you. Thank God. And I said, well, when I travel, you will not know I'm in town, in wherever, because when I enter my hotel room, I don't get down till I'm going to preach. So I go and preach. So I said, now, if a man of God, if I, I get down in my room, nobody will pass my room and see me. But if I come and sit at the reception, everybody moving around will see me. If, if they don't see me, I will see them. And you hear somebody. Then I got up from my hotel and came and said that you were there with me. I don't know where it was 
okay, you also there, you also there, you also there. Whilst we're still we're talking, and I was looking around because whoever might see me by force. So you do not make for the person might see me. Then I sat there, no man of God was coming. Then I saw Bishop Adai Minsa. I've never seen that was the first time. God never said to me that I will see the man, but he said the man will see me. But I told him, if the man have not seen me, I have seen him. So let me go to me. It's the same thing. When I see him, he will see me. Immediately I rushed to the man. He said, Bernard, yeah, Bernard, I've heard about you. And we started talking. And he gave me the right word God was going to give to me. I carried, and that was one of the words that made me to release my wife into a ministry. And the rest I can't tell you because I don't trust you now. But later I will tell you. But now I will tell you later. That was the word. I was in Takradi. And the Lord said, I'm going to show you some strange streams of income in a business. And he said, one of them will happen in Dr. Randy Osai Bediaku's meeting. And it looked impossible because the time they'll be having the meeting, I have to go for a pastor's father's wedding. Then we wake up in the morning and I got angry with my personal mobera. Because we could not get ticket to come to Accra. And those days in that, they said, you have to take, uh, uh, get a ticket two, uh, two weeks uh, ahead of time. And so I told this guy, because we, we have to force and make sure I get to the meeting, that the financial door God will show me, we now decided to go and hire a rent a car. And the car came around four. So I told him, you know, we are very tired. We got home around for in the car came I said, you know, we are very tired. Let us leave for just 30 minutes. So that by 40, we set up. And I'm sure by 8, 9, we'll be in Accra and we'll be in the meeting. I don't know what happened. He was sleeping in my room. My wife was in the room. Me, I was there. We got there 4 a.m. Mr. Sean slept. My wife slept. Me, myself, slept. By the time we said, Jack, what are you? Seven, ten, or seven. I said, God, I got angry. Mr. Sean, what is this? Mr. Sean, hey, Master, be very careful. Master, Master, hey, why, why? Ask him. Very angry. And the angel of the Lord said, it's okay. And when I had, I became calm. Why lucky? Why lucky? So I said, call Prophet Selom. So we call Prophet Selom. Then look at what he said. He said, sir, don't know what whether they say the flight is why is booked or not. Go to the airport, you get flight. But they said two weeks ago we can't get it. What I said, he said, Sir, you go to the airport, you get the flight. So I said the driver, I was very angry, but I got because of the word I received, I needed to let the anger go and start smiling with him. But you know, I was angry with him. Then I sat in the car, we got to the airport. When we got there. He called, I don't know how you call it, say airport manager or something manager, and they have to remove some people. And I got the seat. My wife got the seat. I said, now, we'll go to you, bring the car to Accra. Whilst we were there, the guy came again and said, I'm going to remove somebody. They remove somebody. Three people were removed. We sat in the flight straight to Accra. Was able to attend the meeting. Then whilst I was there, a man of God was ministering. He preached, he preached, he preached. I said, God, what is that thing you showed me? That he quoted a scripture. And God said, number one. And God gave me number two. Whilst I was sitting down, I tapped Dr. Randy. Will this man give us opportunity to sow seed? All the people talking about seed, they don't know what seed sowing is all about. Because they, they won't do it. We, we, we are not under compulsion to give. The man wasn't raising seed. I was telling Dr. Randy, would the man of God raise seed? He said, does he know? I said, if he doesn't raise seed, he will kill me. He needs to raise seed. You were in that meeting with me. He wasn't prophesying. He was just talking. But I could see anointed. Bishop Adam said, I'll bring him here. I'm believing God. God will give me grace. So I'll bring him. I could see anointed. Then when the man was there, he said, can I get an envelope? I did not know what he was going to use the envelope for. Me, I, I stood up and I came forward. I said, no matter whatever he will use the envelope for, I'm in, in it. No matter whatever man he will mention, I am in it. 
to me, I've calculated, maybe you say 200,000 Ghana cities or 100,000 or something above. So I was ready, Father, because I'm looking for something. Then he said, oh, I need seven people or seven people to give 100, 10,000 and 20,000. I said, ah, I'm giving you seven days. Immediately I sat down. I signed my check. I said, God, I don't want seven days. I want mine right now. And I wrote the scripture down. I will tell the story about that later. Then one day, and another person came to talk. While the person was talking, God said, that is the business. To cut a long story short, now, this person who came to the business came home to see me. For us to talk about the business with another person. So I called my PA, he should sit down. They were talking to try to convince me. Me, I was already convinced a long time. Why can't you convince me? Because I will receive the word. So Mr. Sir, I said, listen to me. All that you have said, you have not shown me how we get the money. You have talked, talk, you have not shown me how we get the money. I am not interested in the talk. If I tell me how much I need to invest first, don't, don't go into the talk. Tell me how much. And he said, this and this. And I said, I want the highest one. He was there. Immediately, I signed check. Back, 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 back. I said, I'm in it. I said, don't talk again. It's the money. For God had already spoken to me. The application. The application. I could have said, oh God, there's no way I can get to Accra. But I made up my mind to get there. I pray for you tonight. And I release you to the place of fulfillment. The place of glory. The place of power. In the name of Jesus. I call it done. Amen. We believe you have been blessed and inspired by today's word. For more such messages, follow God's Oracle via podcast at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation and at Prophetic Faculty. You can also reach Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on plus 233-55-00-00-096 or follow Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on social media via the following handles at prophet bernard l bernard on instagram at prophet bernard l bernard nelson nation on facebook and at prophet bernard l bernard on youtube thank you and god bless you